If you wake up fasted, wake up and you're already in a little bit of deficit because you haven't eaten since dinner, and then you burn another 1,000 or 1,500 calories, you're creating a really big hole for yourself. Yep. Yep. And so I think there's an alternative, which is better. Hi, everyone. Well, let me introduce uh, Jeff. Uh, first of all, I met actually Jeff through uh, Monica Busby, one of my uh, athletes until now also. Hey, Monica, what's up? Uh, and also because uh, Monica, Monica is uh, uh, her husband actually was going to Cal State LA, uh, going through a master's degree in nutrition. So it happened at that time, Jeff was actually teaching in Cal State LA in master's. And since then, uh, I've been working with Jeff, not just, you know, you, uh, him and I talking, but also helping out Feisty Fox coaching. I think it's been uh, two years or maybe even three years. Yeah. 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 And uh, if if those who's actually listening to this, hey, Michelle, how's it going? So um, Cheryl, hello, Cheryl. <laughs> We've worked with Cheryl and Michelle in Beyond Myself Project. So, um, so I, as you guys know, I'm very, very selective of the professionals that I work with because I want to get the best because <laughs> I just want to be spoiled. And then, so when I, when I was talking to Jeff, I actually asked him a lot of questions and make sure that we are aligned of what I already believe and also what I got from previous registered dietitians or what I've learned from my former coaches or really, really good coaches as well. So when I was talking to him, I'm like, oh, okay. What he's saying, it agrees to what I already know, and but I want to know more. <laughs> so that's where we started, and that was uh, about three years ago. But let me introduce everyone. Uh, everyone, Jeff. Jeff is a registered dietitian. So uh, he, uh, with, he with a master's degree in nutritional science, he and a board certified specialist in sports dietet, uh, dietetics. Okay, there you go. And. Uh, Besides that he taught in Cal State LA, uh, he is actually in New Zealand completing his PhD now. He has, yeah, he has clients including multiple Olympians, state champions, triathletes competing at Kona, 70.3 world championships, collegiate All-Americans. Um, so his credentials are long and extensive and that's why I really uh, go to Jeff and also because he's so easygoing and uh, just like wanting to really help. Let me show you, if you don't mind, Jeff, I'm going to show you uh, other class, uh, other things that he has helped uh, Feisty Fox coaching. So if, if everyone, so people who are actually in exclusive Feisty Fox tribe, they have access to this Feisty Fox coaching. And one of them is the nutrition portion. And with Feisty Fox coaching, we believe that people, athletes don't need should not just focus on training it itself just training alone will not be uh will not lead to your success it has to include training nutrition body maintenance or injury prevention mindset or mental fitness and last but not the least race strategy so jeff comes into place in terms of nutrition i mean i may know already a lot about nutrition but i need the best like jeff rothschild who has a registered dietitian uh, uh who's helping us in a team so here he has uh discussed about gi distress so what you're getting right now is actually an interview but if you want to go deeper to what he teaches uh, and then do it at your own time he also has helped us as how nutrition impacts training and performance adaptation you've helped us a lot jeff <laughs> and then actually um so these are a lot of this ones that we've been talking about in, in Feisty Fox Tribe in terms of like, for example, there are nitty gritty about nutrition. Jeff has also helped uh, answer questions of athletes. Uh, all right, I think that's a good introduction. Let's, uh, let's hear from Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? Where are I'm, you right now? I'm all right, I am in New Zealand. So I actually don't have funny. a New Zealand accent, but I've been here like, <laughs> for the last uh, year and a half so far working on my PhD. So my PhD is focused on basically what, what should we eat before exercise and how does it affect things? So that's kind of mostly wow. what we're talking about today. And, and that's, wow. you know, that's, that's what I've been so, studying. So for three years, you're studying what does an athlete eat? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just specifically, training. just, just wow. before training. Yeah, like, like wow. only really that. And, and um, that's only like, can answer just a small part can, part of it can you believe that uh <laughs> i forgot to mention actually jeff was the one who helped me out uh with my 
23 Ironman distance in 34 days. He is a big changer. So uh, let, let, let me ask. So Jeff, have you always been interested in nutrition? Like why, why, why nutrition? What makes it um, so Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and not, not always, always, but probably for at least about the last 10 or 15 years, it's been the mm -hmm. thing I've been really focused on. And, um, you know, I, I think it just, there's so many, um, you can just kind of be clueless and, and just eat anything and maybe sure. you'll be fine and maybe you won't. And, and, but there's, you know, there's, um, food can affect us in a lot of ways, positively, negatively. And, um, when you, it's just so interesting to learn more because we're, we're going to be, let's say we're going to be exercising anyway. So you might as well get right. the most out of your exercise by eating, um, the things that matter, or maybe in some cases it doesn't matter. So just kind of understanding how food affects things is just so interesting. And there's just so much to learn. Um, and I know you're also a triathlete, uh, Jeff, uh, does what you like, what you tell athletes or like what you advise them, does that also apply to you? Like, how does it affect you in terms of a triathlete? Oh, of course. Yourself? I mean, yeah, I haven't, because I've have a couple of small kids and, and I'm focused on my PhD. I haven't done any races in a few years, but, um, like I've done Ironmans and, and, um, yeah, it helps me kind of understand the, the fueling is kind of a non-issue, let's say throughout training and, and, um, racing. In that, I mean, I, I, I kind of know my bases are covered because I, I you know, know what I what my body will need, how to fuel long breaks, long training sessions. Um, gotcha. And so it's it's less of a, um, for some people, it's just kind of a, a, a wild card or maybe you're going to get it right or maybe not. And so at least for me, I know that that part is is kind of, let's say, on autopilot. Sure. Um, that doesn't mean I don't make adjustments, but, you know, I, I kind of am confident that, that that part is handled so I can really just focus on, you know, the, the rest of it. Yeah, I think I think it, it really is uh, very good that you're a triathlete yourself because you understand how it is. Plus, yeah. you have experience working with these people who are in this group of uh, Ironman and beyond, and yeah. you're studying it. So, I mean, what else? I mean, you're the right person to answer this question. <laughs> right. Who else, right? So, um, I mean, I'm not sure how many asked this. So what should like, for example, I'm a triathlete and I'm new to triathlon. How do you? Like if I, if an if a client or if an athlete comes to you, what should I eat uh, before exercise? Uh, what are yeah. the factors? What are the things that you actually look into in order to decide or advise that athlete? Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a funny question. Like, what should I eat before exercise? Because it's such a simple question, but obviously, <laughs> as we'll talk about over the next few minutes, it's it's endless in a way. So I think broadly, for someone that's well, yeah, probably we can think about. How, if we're talking about relative to your training session, sure. is it a long or short training session? And so we can define okay. that roughly 60 to 90 minutes. So below, you know, so, so something you might do in the morning before work, like an hour, like, so less than 90 minutes is one, let's say a short session. And then okay. longer than 90 minutes will be our kind of a long session. Okay. okay. So broadly we have short and long sessions and then we have hard and easy ones. Gotcha. So we can have a short, easy one, a short, hard one, a long, easy one, a long, hard one. Obviously there's kind of shades uh, yeah. of intensities, but like, if we broadly think of it that way, and then we can think about our performance. So how, how good will we perform at that time? Even if it's just a training session okay. and we can think about the, the longer term, like what's, what's going to give me the most bang for my buck out of the workout out itself. Gotcha. And those, so that's a little confusing right now. We'll talk about each, each of those things. So for a, for a short session, let's say, so something you might do with most, most for many people during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. um, let's say it's a, an easy session, a low, yeah. a low intensity moderate. It could be a recovery session or it could just be an endurance. Zone session. two. Yeah. Like zone two, easy so, one. Yeah. So the goal of, of that kind of zone two session would be to inc improve your aerobic endurance. Sure. So your, maybe your fat oxidation gotcha. uh, is longer, is this kind of endurance type of adaptations. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter how you perform. Like if your wattage is 150 Watts or 170 Watts, it doesn't really matter. That's not where you're going for performance. Cause the goal of the session is really to, to increase your, let's say your fat oxidation perhaps, or just the cell signaling, the stuff that happens inside your muscle as a result of that workout, you're trying to, trying to cause some adaptation. Okay. Um, for a, uh, a long workout, Let's say, let's go to the other end of the spectrum, a long, hard workout. So maybe this is, could be like a race or it could be a, a, okay. you know, a really challenging, a race simulation or something, okay. or maybe you're riding in a group, something where you kind of, a, a like really a, big, a big effort. 
let's say Olympic, but it's hard. Although it's not yeah. so like as long as seventy point three, but you know you put high intensity Olympic. That's right. So yeah, that okay. type of that type okay. of workout where you're really going for performance. Sure. Um, it's it's you're you're gonna get some of those cell signaling things, but you but you're trying to get like the most watts and and your best run paces and things like that. So those are kind of two extremes. Gotcha. And so before the, go, jumping back to the easy session, the short easy one, you don't need. Well, let me take a little sidestep. We think about the gas that our engines burn during exercise. Sure. Okay? So during easier and lower intensities, generally speaking, we rely more on fat and less on carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And then at the higher intensity, we rely more on carbohydrate and less on fat. Sure. Okay? So we have this gas tank that's going to be depleting. If we think of our carbohydrates as a gas tank, the harder you go, the more it's going to deplete. And the easier you go, the less it's going to deplete. Got it. Okay. So hopefully everyone's kind of getting this picture of, of what's happening inside our body. And so if you're doing a short, fairly easy, low intensity session, mm -hmm. you can imagine you're not really burning through a whole lot of gas in our carbohydrate yeah. gas tank. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't really make sense to have like a big pasta dinner the night before or wake up and have some pancakes like to put a whole bunch of carbohydrates in the system because honestly, you just don't really need it. Yeah. So like, let's say, for example, on a morning run, like, for example, my morning run could be just 30 minutes, but really easy, a pace that I can run yeah. all day. Do I need to eat? Like, well, first thing in the yeah. morning? Okay. You don't, you, the, the short answer is no, you don't need okay. to eat. Okay. Um, now, an interesting question there is, um, do you need to eat? Definitely not. Should you eat or should you not eat? Some people would say you definitely should eat. Some people would say you definitely should not eat. And mm -hmm. that, that um, kind of... Uh, Contention, it's very contentious sometimes. And that, that, that confusion, I guess, is, is really at the, at the kind of root of my PhD research. It's like some people really think you should eat before every workout and some people really think you shouldn't eat. And so the fact how, you know, it, it can't be both. Right. And so I'm trying to better understand when, if you should eat or you shouldn't, when, like when, when should you so, eat or when should you not eat? So to your question, like, um, is it better to not eat before a short, easy workout? Um, I'm not convinced it's better. Mm -hmm. but it's probably not worse. So I generally, so if, if you're saying, so, so if someone is asking, should I eat before I work out? I would say um, either don't eat or eat something small. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of that simple. And, and if you eat something small, even if it's like a carbohydrate, it doesn't really matter. Like if you have a banana yeah. or a slice of toast or something, yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna cause any negative effects. Some people yeah. think I need to not eat because it's going to be better which would mean eating was, is, is less good. But right. no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. If, again, I wouldn't eat a giant pancake breakfast. That actually could be kind of too much and not just from a calorie standpoint, but you could, kind of, yeah, you could, you could, you could uh, kind of lessen the adaptation from that workout. Um, but if it's nothing or a small thing, that should be fine. Yeah, I, I totally agree about that, uh, Jeff. I know. Uh, so I, I understand about that fine line. Some some athletes or people actually think like you gotta eat like it's first thing, right? But I think also it varies. Is like what you said, whether it's short or high intensity. Like for example, let's just say, well, how about let's just say you know I'm gonna go for a half marathon, but it's gonna be hard. So that'll be like you know two hours or less, right? I do yeah. think that I do have to eat breakfast. Yeah, so that one I agree. So, so it's a high this, intensity. Yeah, and even if you're kind of running it at a lower intensity, um, I do think you should because eat. it's longer. Yeah, so it? some people would say I, I can do that without eating, and I don't doubt it. You certainly could do that without eating, but is there a benefit to running? Let's just say running for an hour and forty to two hours, um, not eating. I don't think there's an additional benefit um, compared to eating. Again, we're not talking about like an insane large breakfast but something mm -hmm. um and there's probably a benefit to eating it's, it, it's not a um it's not a detriment if you eat before that gotcha. now gotcha. one important point with this is so, so some people it, it, this this kind of gets into another factor is how much you're training you know in a day or in a week mm -hmm. because someone that's training 15 yes. 20 hours per week they're creating a really big calorie deficit. So a lot of people are exercising. So let's just say a recreational exerciser, they mm -hmm. want to, to be in a calorie deficit. They're exercising to create a calorie deficit. Sure. But for someone like you, Shang, or someone else training at a very high volume, you actually don't want to create this huge calorie deficit. So you could, um, and especially this kind of goes to, to larger people who are burning more calories, but someone even cycling for an hour 
kind of easily could burn 800, 900, 1,000 calories. Yep. And so imagine if you're going for a 90 minute, even if it's a lowered moderate intensity ride fasted and you're burning 1,000 calories an hour, and this is for someone who would be fit, um, yeah. fairly fit and, and kind of a larger person, which affects mm -hmm. your calorie expenditure, um, you're digging yourself a hole. So if you wake up fasted, wake up, and you're already in a little bit of deficit because you haven't eaten since dinner, and then you burn another 1,000 or 1,500 calories, you're creating a really big hole for yourself. Yep. Yep, and so I, I think there's an alternative, which is better. And if you don't want to have, um, well, let me put a pin in that. Um, well, I, I, I will say the, the alternative is to have a low carbohydrate breakfast. So something mm -hmm. that's like protein powder, let's say protein powder and some peanut butter or something like that. Okay. This is important because getting back to, and we're kind of jumping around a lot and hopefully people that's can kind of make sense of this, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the difference if you if you have eaten or not eaten, so this is an interesting difference. You will, it's pretty clear during this, that low intensity workout we're talking about, if you're, if you're fasted, you will probably almost certainly burn more fat than if you had eaten a breakfast, even a small breakfast. Mm. So that, there is a difference whether or not that matters to your long-term adaptations or whether that makes you a better fat burner is a big question. I don't actually think it will make you a better fat burner over the long term. But on that given day, if you wake up and go for that 30-minute run without breakfast, you will burn more fat during that 30 minutes than had you eaten breakfast. Yeah, true. Now, an important nuance there is it's not like it just comes right off of your midsection. It's usually the fat from inside <laughs> your muscles. So it's not like it's a little it's bit. Not, it's it's well, yeah. Because it, it's not going to be like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to lose fat on my dummy, right? Some yeah, people actually assume that, but it's not that way. People it assume is. that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that, that's not that way. Yeah. Um, so, but with that said, if let's say you still want to burn more fat during that given workout, but you don't want to create an 800 or 1,000 or 1,200 calorie deficit first thing in the morning. Sure. So the alternative there is to have some protein. Gotcha. Like I said, you could have a scoop of protein powder, maybe mm -hmm. with some, some nuts or peanut butter or something. And it will still allow you to burn just as much fat during that workout as if you had been fasting while giving you some calories and protecting your muscle and, and, and again, yeah, avoiding sure. that huge, huge calorie deficit. Yeah, sure. And that's a really important thing that um, I think people, one of the biggest mistakes people make that are training a lot and creating this big calorie deficit throughout the day, throughout the week, um, they're, they're probably digging themselves in too big of a hole. Is going to negative, negative, negative. Uh, let yeah. me let me say hi, hello, hello, Simon. Fanny's also listening, and we have Wendell. Wendell, so if you guys uh, can see us live, uh, hashtag live down below. Comment replay if you're watching live. Uh, if you're watching the replay, so hopefully you guys are following. Feel free to also add. You know, just type up questions while we discuss about this one. I do have follow up questions with what uh, Jeff just said, but. Please, please feel free. I have a list of questions that we have for Jeff. So I want to ask Jeff. I, I know I do love protein, and uh, you know I have been you know eating balanced carbs, fat, protein. Now my question is that I know you uh, suggested protein prior. Like if I don't want to be in a calorie deficit, right? Let's say only thirty minutes, or let's just say about forty-five minutes, but really easy. But so now my question is that white white protein or what? Why yeah, not yeah. carbs, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, if, I mean, and, and if it's thirty minutes, it's probably not a big deal. But if we're talking sure. about forty-five oh, yeah. or sixty yes, something, yes, so yes, yes. it's it's that's kind of on a person by person. But yeah. So the the difference between protein and carbs, if you have that carb, so even if let's just say it's a a toast and banana or something, <laughs> you will you will burn more of those carbs during that exercise. So yes. if you want to keep burning kind of predominantly fat let's say, relatively mm -hmm. speaking, during that workout, I the way see. you would in the fasted state, you could have wow. protein kind of for free in a sense to keep, it, it doesn't really affect your fat burning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I do actually, I do fasted workout, except, except when it's really heavy. I, I know it's going to be mm. a big workout. Definitely. I do uh, eat uh, breakfast. Okay, good. Yeah. Awesome. So I know you mentioned earlier a uh, couple of factors, which is long or short, the next yep. one is the intensity. So now I think the uh, long and short, when we go there, it can, uh, question is that, does that long or short vary depending on where the current situation or fitness level of the athlete? Like for example, for me, maybe long could be, <laughs> <The whole laughs> it's day. different long, yes. Yeah. And the other athletes is just starting from the couch and you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes is long already. So how, how do they, you know, like, evaluate yeah. this what is long and what is short is that I, by I, I think i think we could still 
use this like 60 to 90 minute cutoff okay. Okay. Um, because it's, it's, it's about how much um, carbohydrate gotcha. and things you store in your muscle. And even so someone who's relatively sedentary, um, they, they'll have enough to get through an hour if it's an appropriate intensity. So um, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of room in there, but, but, and, and then we're talking about long as anything longer than an hour and a half or so. So for you, whether it's three hours or 10 hours, what would be different is the stuff you do during as opposed to the before. So the before wouldn't right. change that much. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so actually coming back, to, so we didn't talk about short and high intensity. Sure. So if you can short, do a short high interval intensity, workout. Got you. All right. Yeah. So some people um, would, again, want to do it, let's say fasted, thinking there's going to be some additional benefit there. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that's the case. Not just my belief. I mean, that's there's, sure. no, there's no reason, the, 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 all the research kind of points. When it's a high intensity, it shouldn't matter if you eat or not beforehand. The intensity enough, it, the intensity is what's driving this, this that you need to, to occur. Need. Yeah. yeah. Now your performance. So let, let's say it's a, an interval workout. You give someone like some a warm up, and then maybe they're doing six or eight by three minute intervals, something like that. Sure. Your performance won't really matter if it's a short. So again, we're talking about an hour or less workout or sure. about an hour workout, your performance during, let's say these intervals won't really change if you've eaten or not eat. Mm, okay. your adaptation probably won't really change if you've eaten or not eating eaten so i would say this really comes down to personal preference you don't have to eat before again this this one hour interval workout let's say and your performance probably won't matter but if you want to eat there's no downside gotcha. so there's no benefit to eating there's no benefit there's no drawback it's kind of it really comes to personal preference which some people want to feel like they they need to do a certain thing um, but i hopefully people should feel good to know it's if, if you like eating, if you want to have some toast or banana or whatever beforehand, um, it's not going to impair any of the benefit mm. of that hard workout. I think it's uh, some people also is more of like their confidence. Oh, I ate. So I'll be, you know, it's like mental. They, yeah, they, it's whereas, their mind. Exactly. And some people also, though, would think, okay, I haven't eaten, so I'm going to get a better workout because it's going to be harder or something. Um, your performance, and this is, I have a study that is hopefully coming out very soon. Um, looking okay. at just this and, and sure. yeah, the performance doesn't really change at all. Um, so the, the difference when your performance starts to, to have an effect is like after about the 60 to 90 minute period. So if you did getting back to the hard two hour workout, almost certainly okay. your performance would be different if you ate or not ate. If it's longer. If it's longer. Long. Yeah. So if Got it's a short it. workout. Yes, yes, yes. So if it's your one hour weekday workout with some warm up and then some intervals, it, your performance probably won't matter. It won't make a difference. Um, now some people prefer not to eat because of their stomach and they, they have, they want to just not have a upset stomach and that's sure. understandable. And again, from that standpoint, if you want to, that's fine. So it really comes to personal preference when it's a hard, short workout. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, if we're talking about like endurance training, which is like 70.3 or in full Ironman, definitely uh, we got to eat, right? Well, in the, in the context longer. of, well, um, for the type of training you're doing. Yeah. Yes. So you're doing 10, 12, or 18 and 20 hours a week, however that is for the person. Um, now, but for, if we're just talking about thinking about that single workout, that single short interval workout, sure. it probably doesn't matter. So maybe it's, gotcha. if you're going to do a morning swim and you have a swim workout or something and it's an hour, it probably doesn't matter. It's not going to affect things much one way or the other. So again, it. it's, it's personal Got preference. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gabby, hello, Gabby Norchin. Hello, Norchin. So, uh, if you guys are just tuning in, uh, Put hashtag live, or if you have any questions, make sure you guys add it in the comment down below. Um, so now, let me see. Does it matter with what I, if the athlete what he or she eats a liquid or solid? Uh, before exercise. Yes, before exercise. Um, Does it matter? Not, not really. Um, it's it's probably again personal preference. The liquid might get, uh, get absorbed a little bit quicker. Yeah. So if you're having but, but let's say from, as long as it doesn't bother your stomach one way or the other, then it probably doesn't matter. So that, again, it's to personal yeah. preference, what kind of works for you, but there's no, let's say inherent advantage or disadvantage other than, you know, again, having, um, let's say a blended up smoothie might be easier than having like, I don't know, um, solid protein food or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. But again, totally personal preference. So as long I as you have enough time to digest it then, or, or you know, yeah. feel comfortable in it, then it should be okay. What, what would you recommend how many hours or minutes to eat like let's say we have i have a two hour which is long how many hours should i eat yeah. before so again it's personal preference, preference. Um, yeah. yeah uh the probably the, the the more you eat the earlier you should that should be 
you know, but yeah. if you're going to have yeah, know, readily say, available a, again, a couple, you know, some, I, I like dates as my carb beforehand, sure. like dates yeah. and a couple of pieces of toast, like, you know, 30 minutes is probably fine for a lot of people. Also, you got to consider, you know, is the first 20 minutes is let's say it's a two hour bike ride. And maybe the first 20 minutes you're riding over to, you know, the hill or whatever. A lot of times sure. people get kind of an easy go and start as opposed to maybe a hard swim or, you know, whatever. So it's, it's really coming to this personal preference of what's kind of working for you. Um, but yeah, the, the larger the meal, but it's kind of uh, obvious that the earlier you yeah. want to have it just to not yeah. feel, feel, uh, yeah. feel um, I think what I also wanted to emphasize and uh, for you uh, to, for you to confirm Jeff is that uh, I've told my athletes, like if you're, for example, if you're on a bike and you're actually putting in much more power, higher power, you would require more energy in the long in during the longer duration. Is that true? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 more let's say watts you put out, the more calories you're going to spend. Mm -hmm. And so the more, then then, then the faster your gas tank is going to deplete. So the that's a, you know I, I like the, this gas tank analogy is really the best way because the easy riding or easy jogging doesn't deplete the gas very quickly. I mean, they'll still yeah. go down, but just very slowly. Whereas, you know, your maximal efforts are gonna deplete it very quickly. Yeah. And so yeah. the harder, and it's, it's, you don't need to know exactly how much is in there, but you kind of can just imagine this gas gauge and you start out, if, if you've had a, a rest day and, and eaten some, a good amount of carbohydrate beforehand, you're, you're starting out fairly high. You've got a lot of room to deplete. Whereas um, if you're in the middle of a, a really hard training block or the middle of the week where you've been working really hard and probably training harder than and, and not eating as many as much maybe as you could or should then you might even be starting out kind of low and then you, you just won't have as much much gas, gas could that be one of the reasons why for example some of the other athletes like let's say they didn't eat you know just adequately before training and then they put out like high power and then it's an endurance by the time after that high power interval they're like their performance are going down because they don't absolutely. have enough right absolutely yeah you gotta have gas in the car and I do think like uh, in, in terms of training, there are different zones. So like, for example, those are also some of the gauge that you would advise a person, hey, you put zone four, zone five, VO2, then you got to get more. That's food. right. Because that, that, that's like we talked before that the higher the intensity, so zone four or five, those are going to be very carbohydrate dependent. Gotcha. So your gas tank, you're going to be relying mostly on carbohydrates. And if you're in the easy zones, it's generally more on fat. So I have an interesting question. How about, how about if the athlete has a race in a higher elevation or let's say an athlete would, you know, like higher elevation is harder, right? Or like, yeah. for example, an athlete would actually go to swim, uh, long swim in a cold open water where in the body requires more energy to warm it up because yeah. it's cold. Does that mean that the athlete would consider to actually what they eat, like they need to eat more or better or how, what do you, what do you yeah. say? Well, definitely. Yeah. I mean, those things that increase your energy expenditure, you, that means that's your gas tank. So you more need to work, make sure right? you start out, you need to make sure you start out with the appropriately high gas tank because yeah, of more okay. work and, and, and then maintain it. Like, so if you're swimming, I mean, that's Ironman, you know, that, the, the big challenge for a lot of people, I think you, you have people do swim bike bricks, but a lot of people just don't do swim break bike bricks. It's sure. not as often because it's, I don't know, it's inconvenient, yeah. but that means you know, you're rarely or never or rarely starting your bike with a depleted tank. Mm -hmm. That affects how much you need to fuel on the bike. So if it's, if we're talking about an Ironman, you've, you've, you start out, let's say with a good gas tank, but during swimming, you might deplete a fair amount, some, the tank to some degree, then you're starting out on the bike with a much lower tank and you're going to have yeah, to start true. fueling much sooner, not just at the first transition, but much sooner into that bike ride compared to doing, let's say, um, 112 mile bike ride just off after having breakfast, right? right. That's a totally different ball game. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, and it's, it's obvious again, but most people, or it, it's easy to yeah. kind of forget that difference uh, when you're planning your race plan, yeah. when you're race nutrition, um, you might say, Oh, I go out for a hundred mile ride and, and I start eating at mile 10 or whatever it is, but it's totally different when you're starting much more depleted. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, hello, Tess. Welcome. Welcome, Tess. Again, uh, Simon. All right, uh, we got some questions here. So uh, Steve actually asked a question. What, uh, any, any recommendation of foods that help with inflammation or uh, also what is a good substance? Actually, that's two questions. So what, any recommended uh, food that help with inflammation, Jeff? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a tricky one. That's such a broad 
bit vague term. I mean, generally there's speaking, a long list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, generally speaking, I mean, we think of like salmon, fish oil, you know, the, the, the omega threes as, as kind of anti inflammatory, and there's yep. other things that can be kind of more pro inflammatory. So it's, it's, it's kind of um, reducing things that might be causing inflammation, mm -hmm. as much as foods that are kind of anti inflammatory, and then certain supplements, yep. curcumin can be, you know, kind of thought of as anti inflammatory. Um, but um, yeah, it's a that's it. It's just too. I mean, I think uh, everyone could just Google it. <laughs> yeah. So Google uh, in the if you. I know one of the things that I've looked at is like the scoring of uh, inflammatory or IF, and then yeah. you would actually say see like what's that? What, which one has a higher IF, and then just avoid that one and go to the lower IF. <laughs> yeah, it's true because it. some people. I mean, there there can be some people. You know, certain vegetables might be inflammatory or. Yeah, you know, so that's, that's true. I totally agree about that too. I think yeah. it's also different. Um, how about those people who are trying to avoid, and I think this is one of the things that I also, I'm like trying to avoid sugary foods and uh, drinks. Mm. But then as you know, like our, our, our industry have all this powder, which has sugar. So what do you say yeah. about that? Well, uh, yeah, so the, the, the big, uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, the, the, the big important difference, and again, this is obvious, but it's, it's worth repeating is, the, the way your body works during exercise mm -hmm. is, is a lot different than, you know, how we can think of it when we're resting. Gotcha. So you would never, or you should never probably have like a gel when you're sitting at your office, at your desk, mm -hmm. you know, or a sports drink, like a Gatorade or something. Like mm -hmm. it's just not appropriate. Your body doesn't need it. The things that make, let's say kind of healthy foods, healthy or their fruits, for example, fruits have sugar in them, but they also come with a lot of vitamins and fiber and sure. antioxidants. slow down slow down the, uh, the digestion. Whereas the whole goal during exercise is to actually get those carbs to your muscles as quickly Faster. as possible. So you want the fastest absorption possible. So things like fiber is a really bad thing generally on the bike, let's say, or when you're running, because it slows down the absorption. It can, well, plus it can cause uh, GI issues. Um, so a sugary drink in the middle of your Ironman is way more appropriate than in the middle of your, your, uh, your office during the daytime gotcha. so it's really important and then um, immediately after exercise kind of think of it still as like that that kind of hangover from exercise in a sense that your muscles are really going to want to take if you've it. done a long hard exercise session um, and you want to have let's say a gatorade or probably more likely someone will have more of a, a kind of a sweet you know treat sure. you know um, that's that's probably that's fine that's that's probably the time to have it um, so that same sugary food you know is is really um more of an issue at different times, you know? And so if, if you're trying to, I, I, I would rarely, I, I usually avoid, have people avoid sugary drinks, like just in general, except for when they're, you know, during exercise. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really just a, it's a big difference between having that glass of orange juice in the middle of the day versus like the Gatorade or scratch on your bike ride. I think uh, we just need, Alphys, we just need to switch our hats when we're training, <laughs> you guys. Right. That's okay. And then when you're not training, then change your <laughs> All right. right. Uh, good. All right. Um, there's some, actually, I think this one would require more specific stuff, but let me just ask uh, this one. So for a full Ironman race, how much calories, calories should I consume and when should I start eating more? Does that mean during the race or in training for a race? uh yeah during, we, the we race. During, Dur during, during, yeah during the race for how much calories should i consume and should i start eating more i think let's how about let's go for training first like for training let's say um let's just say build up okay so let's say you're going uh, the athletes already riding let's more than 50 miles running uh, you know like volume wise yeah. big volume how much calories so, should i consume and should i start eating more so, and, and so we mean during like on a long bike ride? Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. During so, training, what are yeah. the considerations? I think hours, number of hours per week or number of hours well, per workout, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a good, it's a good question, but it is, there's a lot. So if we kind of think about all the decision tree, the, the points along the decision tree. So if, if we're, um, let's say it's kind of like, you're, you're a weekly long ride. Let's say someone is in the midst of uh, the middle of a training block for an Ironman and they're training, let's just say 10 hours a week, okay. but their, their weekend ride might be a long, long 60, one. 70, 80 miles. Sure. That would be, that's the good time 
to test. practice your race nutrition. Yep. So you'd want to take in, you know, you're kind yep. of practicing and building your race plan along the way. So the closest, you know, you can get to how you'll feel during the race. That's not how you would feel on every bike ride. Like we've just talked about the short rides, you don't need that. So, but you're, let's say you're doing one long ride per week. Yep. That's the time. And so thinking about, I know most people think about it in terms of calories, but that's not ideal because you could get a ton of calories from almonds, but that would be probably the worst thing you could eat during the ride. So if you had, you know, uh, yeah, 250 calories an hour from almonds, you would definitely have a stomach ache by the first or second hour, <laughs> you know, but if you had 200 calories from sports drink, you know, it's a big difference. So really we want to think about how much carbohydrate you're taking. And then with that, we got to think about how really how fast the person is because that, that's indicator of how much energy they're spending and how quickly their gas is depleting. So if we're talking about, you know, uh, someone who's like an 11 hour finisher, they might be in the 70 the to 85 grams of carbohydrate per hour. So that could be like 300 calories of carbohydrate per hour, where if someone is like a 15, 16 hour finisher, you know, you can be on the lower side and maybe that's 40 or 50 grams of carbohydrate per hour. So that would be somewhere around, you know, 200 calories per hour. Get it. Uh, so, so I think yeah. uh, what you're getting at is that like, if this is the volume, right? Uh, yeah. So this one is, uh, you said 11 hours, then, you know, it's more concentrated or the higher the calories that you would need. But then if Definitely. it's like, let's 16 hours, then that should be spread out. Well, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Right? Probably, I haven't done this calculation, but there probably is kind of like a, a rough amount of calories someone should take in to complete an Ironman. And so when you're compressing that into eight hours, eight and a half hours for the pros, then it's X per hour. And then when you're, when you're stretching that over 16 hours, it's probably, okay. no. you know, that, yeah. So there's probably something to that. Um, also, it depends on if you're kind of like a, a high fat burner or a low fat burner. If you're a low fat burner, that means the other, that means you're going to be burning more carbohydrate, more reliant yep. carbohydrate. You're going to have yep. to take in more. Yep. And if you're a high fat burner, so to just give a couple examples. So you could be um, kind of a low fat burner, very carbohydrate dependent and you know, can argue about whether or not that's good, but you, then you might be able to need and, and handle fine 70 or 80 grams of carbohydrate per hour. And it's no problem for your gut and it's, it's fine. Whereas um, my, my PhD advisor, he, he's a Ironman world champion, 820 eight something at Kona yeah. at Dan Plews. And he took, he, he's kind of generally more of a low carb athlete. So he would, I think he took in 40 grams of carbs per hour. Yeah, that's really, <laughs> that's very low. So that's, that's kind of like that's an extreme. I mean, he's, He's yeah. an outlier for sure, but yeah. just to show you that it, it can be done. If someone has a very high fat burning capacity, um, they can be less carbohydrate dependent, gotcha. even in eight and a half hour Ironmans. So, yeah. That's, that's very good. Um, oh, okay. Uh, to avoid gaining more weight, how much should I eat before? And I think, how, I think the question should be, uh, okay, I know that I'm training for an Ironman, but then at the same time, I don't want to gain weight. Yeah. What do we so, advise for those people? This is a, a tough one, yeah. but yeah, but you know, I, I guess what I'll say is a couple of the biggest mistakes I think people make, um, and it, it speaks to what we we're talking about earlier. So a lot of people might avoid, let's say, the sugary drinks during the ride, or do a ride fasted in the morning, and they're creating this thousand calorie deficit in the morning before mm -hmm. they've eaten breakfast, and then they maybe want to be quote good, so they have a light breakfast, maybe it's a muffin, and then a salad for lunch, and then they're gonna have. 3000 calories from between 3 p.m. and, and midnight. Mm. So if we think about this concept that, 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 that kind of the, the phrase is, the term is within day energy balance. So if you think about that, the first part of the day this in this example, and maybe it's an extreme example, but I've certainly seen it, um, you're digging a really big hole. So you're in a really big deficit compared to kind of what your maintenance would be. And then the second part of the day where let's say you're not exercising, uh, you're in a really big surplus. At the end of the day, you're coming out in calorie balance, but mm -hmm. there's a huge deficit and then a huge surplus. What more people should do, because a lot of times people are exercising in the morning, probably twice a day, but, but a lot of times in the morning, but not eating enough before and after that morning workout. Yes. So trying to, generally speaking, if, if most people would move some of their calories from later in the day up earlier in the day, that can go a long way. But what it's actually doing in, in many ways is kind of balancing your energy more appropriately through the day. So if you eat even if it's a small breakfast before your morning session and then eating a, a solid breakfast, you, cause you might've burned six, seven, 800 calories in the morning. So eating a good breakfast to kind of replace, replete some of that, then you can have kind of a, an appropriate lunch and maybe you have an afternoon workout. And so your, your calories are much more balanced. Gotcha. What this to, to the weight loss, then that means 
you're, you, um, you're restricting calories. If you're going to restrict calories, it should be away from your exercise, which is hard when you're training twice a day, mm -hmm. let's say. Um, but you shouldn't be restricting kind of on top of the, the exercise. So it, yes. if you shouldn't do a fasted exercise, fasted workout, and then skip breakfast and then wait till lunch. That's just, just kind of you're piling on the stress. <laughs> it's going to screw up your hormones. Yeah. And then your body's going to just not burn what it should be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how to lose weight. I think one of the key things is to eat around your training sessions. And then let's say you have a full day off. That's a day where maybe you can reduce a little bit, you know, or if you're just working out in the morning, then later in the day, the afternoon, evening is probably a good time to reduce a little bit away from your exercise session so that you're staying closer to the kind of a, a, an energy balance more throughout the day uh, and not creating these huge deficits or huge surpluses. Hmm. Good. I think that's that's very good answer. <laughs> Anyone else? So uh, I have a last question. Uh, is it normal during the hard training week, not feeling hungry, but I'm still eating? <laughs> not feeling. So, so uh, like, Okay, so oh yeah, okay. So I the question is that so there's a hard training week, but the person doesn't feel hungry, but he's still she's still eating. Is that normal? Is that more um, of like the craving of the body that just tells you, hey? Well, I'm yeah. Eating. I mean, so I guess we got to think of it acutely. Like so, so things like lactate. If you create mm -hmm. lactate, will reduce your appetite. So if you've just done a hard interval workout, you probably will be less hungry after that workout. You, you might get hungry again later. So that, that's important, I think, for people still to get an appropriate recovery. And let's just say it's a morning workout and it's a really hard one and you might mm -hmm. not be hungry right afterwards. Hopefully within a half hour or so, you'll get hungry. But even if you don't, I think it's important to get something in so you, you are getting a, you know, food throughout the day. Um, if you're not hungry, it, I mean, it might be that, it's, it's so hard to know, like, it might be that this person is, maybe they're, it's, they don't really need more food and they've just been overeating before. <laughs> um, or, I mean, yeah, there's so many things. And, and then there's so many non, there's so many kind of psychological aspects to eating, as we all know. So it's, it's, yeah, I can't really answer that. That's why we exercise so we could eat. <laughs> the other way around. We eat. We definitely need to eat, uh, especially in terms of, that's why we have Jeff to uh, advise and uh, answer our questions. I think we've answered a lot of questions already. I hope everyone's actually taking notes because I have been taking notes. Um, let me see. So if there's anyone else, uh, if you guys are listening to this or watching this one live, just hashtag live, or if it's replay, hashtag replay, if you have any questions, uh, we're actually done already. We're almost an hour. I hope you guys are learning a lot. Now, if you want to get more help from Jeff, okay? She, uh, Jeff is available. Oh, let me see. Je uh, you can contact Jeff directly. Uh, Jeff, how can we contact you if we have any yeah. other, you know, like get more help from you, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the easiest or the best place to go would be to go through my website, which is okay. eatsleep.fit. Um, uh, Remember what you love to, eat, to do, eat, eat sleep, sleep, and then fit. That's dot .fit. So eat sleep.fit. Did I say it right, Jeff? That's right. That's it. Feel, feel free to message uh, him. I know you have a lot of blogs there to, to resources, Jeff. He yep. was actually, if I, if you did not, if you missed it earlier, uh, he was from Los Angeles uh, and now he's in New Zealand, but he's, he's available. Uh, he, he'd help you. Uh, he works with different levels of athletes and yeah. uh, sorry, just to jump in that, you know, I'm yeah. always happy to, we can schedule a a free phone call, just a 15 minute call to kind of chat more about how I might be able to help you and what you're looking for. Um, so definitely go awesome. through the website and you'll find a big button that says schedule now. And, and like I said, just schedule a uh, time for whatever works for sure. you. What I wanted to share to you guys also is that uh, Feisty Fox Coaching is giving you guys seven day complimentary coaching wherein you can get help in the exclusive Feisty Fox Drive wherein Jeff is there as well. And um, what you can do uh, when you do that, you can have access to the member site, which we do have. This is what we actually talked about today, more of in-depth, what should I eat before exercise? And then we have this Feisty Fox Tribe, wherein people are as getting answers and getting more ac uh, access to our experts. I'm able to coach you for seven days, no commitment, just like what Jeff said. You know, if you get that 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
just need to pick the brain of Jeff. You'll get a lot from it. Actually, just recently, uh, Steve actually called you for 15 minutes and he told me that he already lost at least 10 pounds. And he's like, really? <laughs> well, he, he really want to make the most out of the call. So he started looking into his eating, you know, just I think it's not just it's more about once the person starts thinking about what they want to achieve and how they want to achieve it. What are the things that you want to achieve? Remember, it's not just training. Okay. If it's only training, you're going to be like I was before where I train, 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 workout, workout, workout. But guess what? I was getting sick. I was getting injured, but you gotta, you gotta put in training, nutrition, nutrition, not just, you know, can I, can I jump in for it? Maybe maybe that's um, it's worth, we we didn't talk about your, your Ironman adventure. Oh, go ahead. Maybe it's, please, if you have time. Well, just, but yeah, like, I mean, it was, that was a wild experience from, from my, <laughs> imagine what it'd been like from you, but um, the first, how many, I forgot how many you did and you kind of didn't really pay 23, <laughs> but no, I mean the first before the, oh, the, the first three. Oh yes, 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 yes. So yeah, actually in the total of 45 days, I did total 26. The first three, Jeff was not there yet. And I was doing my own thing. And, you know, like, uh, but when Jeff, when Jeff came into place, he laid out to me everything that I need to have. I told him, hey, Jeff, this is my preferred food. But then at the same time, there's a lot of communication. It's not just Jeff telling me, hey, you do this, do that. No, he was asking me like what works for me. And then so he gave me like what's every hour. And I, and I, I also I kind of bring it up more because, you know, you didn't, I guess, pay as enough attention those first few days. Sure. I wasn't there because... And, oh, and yeah. so, um, I mean, you just, I don't know, I guess you figured because you've been doing it for so long, you kind of just knew and I'm going to eat and drink and, and you end up really not eating nearly enough and not drinking nearly yeah. enough, right? And then yes. there's a huge difference from when I mean, you took a week or so to regroup and we, we had a very thorough plan um, that allowed some, you know, options and things, but um, then, you know, you were able to feel a whole lot better. I mean, it's still oh, definitely. It's, it's super hard, but like, I, I think it allowed you to, you you know, to not lose weight. That was a big one. And, and it stay. was, it was, it was a big change for everyone. So if you guys, uh, uh, just at least you guys know what we're talking about. It was just last year when we did the, uh, I call it beyond myself project. We're in, I completed the most Ironman distance in 34 days. So I did 30, uh, 23 full Ironman distance in 34 days. And the website is actually here. It's uh, Shangri-La Rendon. So 23, just, you know, 23 Ironman in 34 days. What did I eat? What did I eat to actually do this one? This one was from October 30 to December 2nd. And guess, uh, is it okay if I can show this one just quickly? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, so this is actually what uh, Jeff gave to me. And as I said, what did I have to eat? What are the pre-race breakfast, post-race? And then every hour... So, <laughs> this is yeah, what I ate. How many sandwiches and how many things? And so basically, we need we knew you needed to hit a certain amount of calories roughly per hour and per day, and, and getting the protein in appropriately. And so even though it wasn't going to be fun or easy, you know, um, you, you you had to get that in to make sure you're, yep. you're, you're getting what you needed. And so um, so this yeah. is actually our spreadsheet. We're in there's a nutrition plan, and at the same time, so what Jeff gave me in the beginning. There's also still like a lot of fine tuning because of we yeah. uh, we were looking and following and thanks a lot to our uh, leaders uh, Monica, Amy, and Cheryl. Cheryl especially yeah. communicating with Jeff is because you know some of those didn't work out depending on how I felt for the day. So this is the bike portion. There's the running portion. There's the actual food water intake. So my support team was actually tracking them, my health monitoring. So there's several th- different things that we had to actually do to get it done. But, you know, with uh, with Jeff's help, it actually made a big difference in terms of uh, when he, he just basically laid it out. And whenever a person was sending food, even my mom, when, when my mom actually like giving me food, mom, I need approval from Jeff. <laughs> Or like they'll bring some soup and then Jeff would ask, what are the ingredients? Because it's not just, you know, the actual food itself or the name of the food. It's more of like, what are the elements in the food? How was it cooked? Because it really, it does play a big role, not just the performance, but also recovery. Because what I had to do was I do a full Ironman and then I wake up the next day. 
and I wake up the next day. And that's why uh, Jeff actually talked about earlier, like looking into the calorie deficit. Because yeah. if I was, and the, that's the main reason why we were tracking my health, because if I'm, if I don't have enough calorie or, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I did, you know, just right enough for that day, but not ready for the next day. I mean, you know, like in a regular Ironman, you have to carb load. So by the time next day, I really have to have enough nutrition, yeah. but then how much is enough? Because maybe my digestive system wasn't ready for it. That's what uh, Jeff worked a lot on it. So. Um, so yeah, uh, before we uh, let go of people and Jeff, what are the top three things that you would advise athlete in terms of, you know, what to eat top three things, uh, you know, what to eat before training? Yeah. I think the, the big, the biggest thing is to consider what, how much you're doing. If you're only working out an hour a day, you can be, you know, pretty cavalier. You don't really have to think about it too much, but if you're trying to train for some of these Ironman and beyond events, um, where you're training multiple, you know, times a day or, or, you know, and, and again, more than eight, eight hours a week, um, you really have to start giving more thought to that. Yep. Um, and then with that, you got to think, okay, is my workout short or long? If it's short, I can kind of go a little bit by preference. If I need to make sure I get calories in and um, I can go with, you know, some, some low carb thing or, or that, or, and if I'm doing longer workouts, I need to make sure I feel appropriately ahead of time. You know, one other thing I think I'll share with you and, and maybe sure. you can, um, yeah, there's this like a, 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 uh, a, uh, oh, can you I need to share something? Oh, I can share the screen. I was going to, I, I oh, can okay. share the, right, uh, a picture, but I was going to, this is from a paper, um, that myself and Dan Plews, um, right. recently published, but, um, you, you might've seen this, but this kind of basic flow chart, um, mm. and, wow. and it just kind of helps you think, okay, how long is my workout? How hard is it? Thank you. Should, should I start my gas tank high or low? Uh, what should I eat beforehand? And kind of what's the point in, uh, of, of the workout? So, I'll, I'll just stuff. send you that, that screen share or, or right. paper and, and just well, thank you, know, you like, Jeff. Yeah, awesome. of course. Jeff is the man. I'm telling you guys, I'm giving you the big good goody goodies here. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Um, My pleasure. I think it's, you said it's five. It's like about 1 p.m. there. 1 p.m. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I know you have two babies that you got to go back to. Right. Again, thank you so much, everyone. If you've enjoyed this uh, call with Jeff, just say, Hi to Jeff under the comment and or like if you need more help, feel free to contact right. him. Again, it's the things that you love doing. Eat, sleep, sleep. <laughs> dot fit, F-I-T. All yeah. right. Not fat, fit, <laughs> fit, <laughs> not feet, fit, F-I-T. There you go. Eat, sleep, <laughs> dot fit. Okay. I don't think you guys will forget that one, but just feel free. Like really, Jeff is really easy going. Um, you will make the most out of the talk with that call with him. Okay, I think that's basically it. Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah. My pleasure, Bye. thank you. All right. Bye.